Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. <laughs> welcome back, everybody. Hello, I like to welcome you back to my very good show for everybody making uh, making uh, things on the internet or even in real life. I don't know. I just couldn't stop. I, I just like that voice a lot. I need help. Can you help me? This is the Fizzle Show. This is where we have conversations every entrepreneur should be having. Especially if you want to support yourself and build a thriving audience. Build, a, build an audience that can support you and your family whilst not burning out. That being such an important part. Every Friday we publish another conversation about entrepreneurship. Building a thriving audience. And the battle of supporting yourself doing something that you care about. These are the things that we absolutely live for. We created a huge community of people just like you over at fizzle.co. So you can check that out, blog, podcast, and a community of people putting their butts on the line. Your hosts are, uh, if we were vehicles, Corbett would be a motorcycle, okay? Because he's able to ride on highways and forgotten dirt dirt paths uh, alike, giving you both best practices and surprising insights. Barrett would be a train, a Swiss one, our, our, our Swiss uh, intro writer uh, likes to add. You know exactly where you're going, and he gets everybody in line. And Chase, that's me, would be the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Before you know it, your mother's hitting on you, but sometimes even that might end up making sense somehow. Or not. <laughs> that one comes to us from Aloha Chrissy on iTunes. The rest of her review is uh, coming up after the show. Listen, in this episode, here's what we're gonna here's what we're gonna talk about. Okay, there are ideas already in your head for great things to make. Okay, great pieces of content for your blog or podcast or social network or your Insta book uh, trist. Witters. See, I tried to combine them all, and it didn't work. But uh, but you already have great ideas in your head for these things. You, you but you have to knock them loose. For some reason, they don't just fall out. They, you got to knock them loose with something. So in this episode, we have 27 of those things to knock those ideas loose with. They're exercises, they're tactics, they're ideas that, that help you create more ideas to get your stuff out into the world because we all, every one of us, are capable of making some truly great stuff. Okay, so enjoy the conversation. Follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 88. And I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. So let's get into it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. You there, Corbett? You with us? I am. I'm Can, alive. Are you hearing me? Can you feel me near you? It feels good to be alive, you guys. Oh, oh God, it does. Are you guys not in the <laughs> same place? I would, uh, I, I, it does feel good to be alive. We are in the same place, Barrett. He's just, uh. Yeah. He, you know, he gets lost in his phone, Barrett. I'm so jealous. You know, like, guys. he's yeah. He meant more like, "Am I there oh, mentally? Like, are you yeah. all there? Yeah, are, it's true. Are you even? I get lost there? like an old person. Like are if I start attention doing something me? on my phone. Uh, what was I doing here? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. You're not my son, guys. I've come to a conclusion. <laughs> I, I got should, Corbett on that one. <laughs> okay, what, I should have come conclusion? up there in early January. Why? Just because I should have. You should have, except Chase wasn't here. Yeah, that's know, a bummer. Big, he just got leave. back yesterday. Yeah. Um, so listen, we're we're in a bit of a time crunch, and I, here's what I want to do. I, I think we can do this, guys. Let's uh, let's go zero BS. Uh, I want to come up with as many ideas to help people uh, create uh, 
great, find great content ideas as possible, right? Mm -hmm. We all know we want to make the things that will perform well. That also we feel good about. Um, I heard a term, I don't know if I'd ever heard this before, uh, the artist entrepreneur. Uh, the entrepreneur? The entrepreneur. There's an entrepreneur. It's the preneur just. <laughs> yeah, the entrepreneur just. <laughs> the artist preneur just. <laughs> Guys, if you're listening to this, the other two are just back from lunch been, and they clearly had espresso. I've been trying to figure out how to make money with my art. I'm an artist, yeah. I love that Chase goes, all right, here's what we're going to do today. Zero BS. I can't even do it. I can't even do it. The BS is the point. It's the point. That's I love the it. the secret, you guys. The secret is. I love it. Um, okay, but I do, I do, we, you know, we have a limited amount of time because Baron has to go watch sports ball or something. And, uh, and so I, okay, one, one quick update and then we'll go. Uh, I spoke at a, uh, at a conference just recently, uh, a couple days ago. Uh, also took my family to, to Disneyland. That was awesome. Way better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I wanted to hate Disneyland, still kind of hate Disneyland, but I love the experience it let me have with my son. Then spoke at this conference called the Converge Summit. I think that's the URL, convergesummit.com with Dane Sanders, uh, who is a photographer and a coach and, uh, it was great. It was a great time. It was a little event. So I've been to so many big events recently that are so draining. You know, you leave, you're done with like, you're like, oh my God, I got a whole nother day of this tomorrow. You know, and you're just like, how am I going to, I got to get some sleep, but you know, all this stuff. 50 people, all of them very driven uh, and, and really, really enjoyed them all. And it was energizing to be there. I was like stressed out about like my speaking and like, oh, I got to get my slides all together. And I wasn't all that prepared, but these are people that were like like fizzlers and like people who listen to this show. Like we always like I always say, you know, this is it's for people who are putting their ass on the line to build something that they care about. And it was great to be in a room with fifty of those folks uh, in, in Meat Space and and Meat Space get to share uh, get to share like sort of my angle on this thing. And I didn't have to share any like tactics really. I did some on the audience stuff, but it was oh. mostly just like the humanity of doing a business like How many this. Hot tips? Uh, there were some rich tips. There okay. was just the just the rich tip though. Okay. Um, okay. So that, that's, that's the update from me. Barrett, uh, update us last, last episode, uh, I think was the one that, that you didn't really get to speak much on because your computer just fizzled out. So sad. <laughs> What's going on? So much greatness. I feel like last week was excellent at fizzle. Um, and I think that's because we did a ton of coaching stuff, uh, just from special promotions or whatever else we had going on. And those calls went really well. I feel like we really helped some people tackle some problems or uh, address some opportunities that they might have been scared to address on their own. And that was it felt really good at the end of the week. So I'm starting this week feeling really good. I think that we're in a good place as a business. And I'm just in a generally positive mood, guys. You are. You are in a positive mood. And this, this is actually the first week for me to of the new year um, to actually be like, getting started with the work that we've all planned because up to now it's been like getting ready to go to Disneyland and then do the speak at this event and all this, and then just like keeping the lights on and stuff. Um, so I'm all, I, I'm all fired up. I kind of reverse engineered some of the projects that are on our, our list for the next quarter uh, that are in my, my camp. And, and I had, I think I'd come across some good ideas. You know, when you like, when you actually get like, okay, that thing, that project that you want to work on, if you, if you just 
like actually like visualize and, and write out some of the things that are happening at the very end that are like uh, uh, there. I have a link to send people from social media to. They land on a page. It looks good. It has a headline. Uh, there's a video explaining what it does. There's a little free book giveaway thing and a sign up thing, which means the MailChimp is set up to have this specific form go to this email instead of a generic sort of welcome to fizzle email that gives them the giveaway. All these things, right? Then you just, like, all of a sudden the project gets clear. You have a desired outcome that's, that's concrete and clear. You have the clarity of all the steps that you have to get to get there. And then you can just go, like, okay, so if that's going to happen, what needs to happen before that? Yeah. And what needs to happen before that? What needs to happen before that? And then you're like, oh, okay. So the first thing I need to do is get three fizzlers on the phone to talk about creating social media images. That does like, feel that's good. That's it. You work know? backwards. Yeah, and you work Instead of forwards. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great thing. So, so, what's new with you? Yeah, corporate. What's up with you? Uh, I'm about mm. to head to Mexico. So we got a really interesting support email related to you today that I sent Whoa, to you. What happened? And what happened? it was someone I who identified your burglar. Shut up! Oh snap! They didn't actually identify the burglar, but oh. they knew a person that, who had, like, who had a video listen, of the same listen, person I've worked with a lot of people like this. I can tell exactly what she's like. She's confused. She's scared. <laughs> she has more opportunity in, in her life than she ever has before. And yet, she finds herself turning to a life of crime. So, <laughs> Thanks, so, Obama. <laughs> so you're saying uh, there's potentially a video of the same person doing the same thing somewhere else? Correct. Awesome. So yeah, um, wow. people can go check it out at my my new personal blog that we yeah. talked about a couple of months yeah. ago. Yeah. I've been writing there fairly, N- fairly Corbett's often. Corbett's NPB, new personal blog. My NPB. Oh my God. Um, somebody stole some packages off my front porch rather brazenly, and we happened to catch it on video. It's pretty incredible. And Corbett like edited the video, like oh, complete with like the law and order, like bum bum, like zoom in on the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, such a bummer. I thought you'd like that. So Corbett just moved out to Portland like uh, like a month ago or something like that uh, in this brand new, beautiful home. And he leaves like in three days to go to Mexico for three months. So I had him for a few weeks and now he's going away and we have to deal with the Mexican bandwidth, uh, which, you know, the federalities sort of every once in a while you get stopped and, and you go like, here's 20 bucks for the bandwidth. Oh, uh, really? For the bandwidth even, huh? You don't have any... Yeah, even the bandwidth. Hmm. They get you there even. Uh, real good country, that Mexico. Uh, then they, uh, then they'll, you'll be coming back eventually. But in the meantime, who knows Who knows what kind of conversations we're going to have? Who knows? Luckily, before you leave, we're going we're gonna to batch as many conversations as we can. Well, I God said, help uh, us if it's ever just me and Chase. Yeah. God help everyone. Everyone. <laughs> Well, Barrett, let's see what's going on today. Uh, first of all, I had a grapefruit for breakfast. I like it. It helps me stay regular. And then um, uh, I, I noticed that the trees are not growing any fruit, but I don't have any fruit trees. So that's not a big surprise. We're just going to do faux coaching <laughs> sessions if that ever happens. So Chase, tell me how you're feeling today. Well, oh, don't. <laughs> don't, Barrett, don't. don't. <laughs> no. All right. Can't leave the door open. Anything else before we get started no, with the umpteen numbers of things that we can do? Okay, I've got exactly where I want to start with this, okay? Okay, again, the problem that we're trying to solve here is you are online as a content marketer, whether you call yourself that or not. I hate the name. I hate the the, the, the terminology and the, and the industry, maybe, frankly. But... Um, 
But that's what I am. I, I, I write blog posts and create podcasts and make images and things that hopefully other people will find. It will scratch their own itch. They will enjoy it. They will like it. It will make them laugh. It will make them cry. It will make them have a, some sort of tangible tip or thing that they go, yes, thank you. This is great. And then they either share that or they just they bookmark it or they start to trust my voice you mm-hmm. know, um, over time. And then I can start to create a relationship with this pe- person through the things that I make. So that eventually I have a thing to sell. Hey, you've been interested in my like making images with Photoshop posts. I have a course that'll teach you from start to finish exactly how to do that sort of thing. And I'm selling it for $29 using this link on Gumroad. If you're interested in that sort of thing, please check it out. Uh, Here's a, here's $10 off for the first week, you you know, whatever. Now I have a chance to actually interact and get something that I have to sell to this person all because I wrote a few blog posts and they are like, this is so helpful. I'm going to sign up for the email list. And then it was like a few emails later, they're less like, I don't, I, I kind of like this. I don't need to go away from this list. And then a few emails later, it's like, Oh, he's got a thing to sell. Like maybe I'll give it, maybe I'll give it a shot. It's like 20 bucks. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, this is the dream of us, of right. us indie entrepreneurs. A lot of us, a lot of us, right? Or maybe you just want something to go massively popular. So you feel good about yeah, yeah, because you're just like I don't feel important, but if I if if I get an image shared enough, if I get a tweet, if enough shared, people quick click on my Insta photo, Insta poo poo, then my life is complete. I've heard if you get enough retweets, it really does change your life. Just everything well, about it. I'm glad you brought that up, Barrett, okay. because we today are in a crisis of retweets. That's right. You heard me. We are in a crisis of retweets and people are not experiencing the deep love that they could feel for themselves. If they just got more favorites. That that if they would have just gotten more retweets and that is right. That is why I'm here today. And thanks, Obama. Hmm. I told you about the time I went to a conference and a woman literally introduced herself and followed up with I have 120,000 Twitter followers. No, yeah. oh. you did tell me about that. Yeah. That makes me like so, you more. Uh, so yeah, cause clearly you're doing something right. Uh, so the first is again, the, ha, let's, let's help the, the people. Let's help ourselves come up with ideas for coming up with ideas. Great. Okay. We're, these are, these are ideas for ideas for ideas. These are, this is an ideas about ideas. This is a uh, ideation station sort of, nation. Uh, this is ideation station nation. <laughs> Can you come up with another one? Fast, fast. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I want to enjoy that one. God, that's true. I did enjoy that. That's a moment, right? I realized that I'm the kind of guy that I could do. I could, we could, the fizzle could be massively successful. I'll still, ne- I still won't feel satisfied. I feel, I won't feel like I've done enough or Unless that I'm. you get a good rhyme out every now but and But dude, then. you just, you know, we just had a little collaboration thing on a stupid, stupid joke. And I, I enjoyed it. Like I didn't want to go to the next thing. So I was just like, hold on, let's giggle a little bit more. I feel like. I need my bell. Oh, <laughs> snap. Uh, that was the first time you, that was the first time you've rhymed something that I had a follow up for, I think, in 88 episodes. <laughs> you took it and I'm you turned it. I'm a little slow it. on the rhymes. <laughs> I love the little okay. twinkle of the bell in the background. <clears throat> ding, ding, ding. And I I just love that like literally uh 
we cannot jump into a topic. No, we're it's 12 impossible. minutes in right now, and it's, we have not said a damn thing. And it's thing. so important not to. I just think, like... <laughs> what did someone say recently? What are you going to do? Here's what I really think. What, what are you going to do? You're going to learn a tip about coming up with a new blog post idea that's going to change your life? No. You're going to fall in love with the way that, that, that some people think about business, and it's going to keep you sane yeah. when your whole life falls apart, and then you pick up the pieces again. There is when the, you know, the server crashes, or this, that, and the other, or you get your, your, your site goes down, or in the most important day, or... Or whatever. There was right? the, the greatest gonna, yeah. post yeah. in the Fizzle forums the other day, and somebody added it to the off-topic section, or actually it might have been Make Fizzle Better section, and they said we needed to add the Fizzle show to runp.com, which apparently is a site that lists the moments in movies. As in R-U-N-P-E-E. Yes. It yep. lists the moments in movies when it's best to run to the bathroom if you're at the theater, <gasps> so it doesn't have to stop playing and you know when to go. And they oh, suggested amazing. that the Fizzle Show would be great for that because then you could run and pee while we're talking about nonsense, and then you can come back if you're one of those serious like I have to be doing things. <laughs> I feel first. like we should let's do that. Go pee right now. Go ahead. Yeah. Go, ahead. go ahead. We're not going to sit. Go Don't ahead. worry. There's nothing important coming. Go ahead. You're not going to miss the entire point. Okay, you go gone? Ahead. Are you gone yet? Okay, guys, come on, hurry, go hurry. Ahead. The important All right, stuff. Got it. Um, okay, so listen, this is where I want to start with this. Uh, the point being, yeah, you know, we're obviously gonna gonna. These are the idea, the things that we do and things that we've heard uh, others people doing and things that we've done in the past uh, that maybe we don't do anymore or that, that anything that's helped us along the way to come up with ideas for topics. Now, this is all coming from, I wanted to do basically a follow-up on one of our more popular episodes, uh, episode 86, just a couple back, how to reverse engineer massively shareable content, right? Great episode. If you haven't listened to that, that is the main, main course, all right? This is uh, appetizers. And uh, maybe some dessert, some garnish. You got a little really good steak there. Well, here's an artisanal applesauce that we could put on the side there. Well, and I think uh, the point of that one was reverse engineering by by researching yep. what other people had done. We're going to talk more about forward engineering. Yeah. So there's a lot, there's a whole other angle. So this is a different. The, this is the 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 opposite path. The back door in. Right. Or the if that's door. the back door, this is the front door. I don't know. I, I, to be honest, I don't see, I don't see doors because just like I don't see race and don't I don't see, see gender yeah. and I don't see colors. All right. So, so I have I a blue like, cheese like wedge a salad Benetton ready for us. But the bummer, the bummer about that is that I, I don't see doors, but every door is a back door. Do you know what I mean? Do you see how I did that? I don't see race, but every race is, is a back door. Yeah. <laughs> Makes complete sense. My, Barrett, my head just don't even drilled know what that the means. table. <laughs> <laughs> don't even know what that means. I have no no clear. Uh, what were you going to say? B- uh, Barrett wanted to kick us off, and I feel like you've taken so long to get to the point that now he he gets. To- All right, I'll, I'll let him. I'll let him have it. I have a great place to start. That's fine, no, Barrett. Start. Jump right in. You must okay. start right now, though. All right. So here's where I'm going to start. I'm going to start with the practice of collection. Okay. The truth is, uh, that that idea for a great thing to write is going to happen when you're on a run or in the potty or in the uh, the shower or somewhere else than uh, in front of your notebook. That's when it's going to happen. And you have to create a lifestyle uh, that uh, makes room for that reality because mm-hmm. that's how our brain works. Mm-hmm. That's how creativity works, right? So you have to have a collection system. Okay. Two things on this. I'll tell, I'm just going to tell you what I do. All right. It, I used to always uh, use Evernote exclusively so i would just open up evernote i have to click the button to press you know new uh new note and then i would click into the subject line and start writing the note uh using a little tip that i'll tell you in a second here um and then if i wanted to add more information to that i'd click down uh into the description area and start writing more there since uh 
since then, for the last like two years, I've been using a much better solution called Drafts. It's an app in iOS and I think probably Android as well called Drafts, where I just open the app and I'm already writing. Okay. Now, and then once I've written, there's a million things I can do with my writing. So I can, uh, you know, I push the little send button and it opens up this little, uh, this little dialogue box that I've sort of pre-programmed with the actions that I want. And I can either send myself an email or send it directly to Evernote from this app. Right, the first line is the subject line. Every line after that goes in the description or the or the body of the thing. Why is this important? I'm geeking out about what is it? So technical, such a stupid technical thing. Well, because that idea that came to you in the middle of the night and you're half asleep and you don't know what to do with it and you're too lazy to really write it down because you haven't turned pro enough to actually get your ass in gear and actually write it down for one second uh, and do it. Make the right thing the easy thing to do. Okay, and this drafts app makes that very easy to just capture that moment. All right. The other thing that I do is I have a series of keyword tags that I'll do with this. And I don't use Evernote's tags system. I don't use anything built into any app like that. That that just takes time. I have to click another field and I have to make a thing and I can't really do that from drafts. But what I do instead is just in the subject line, the very first few uh, letters of the thing is a kind of a code word for whatever... Uh, a bucket this note's going to fall in. So QSP is for the sparkline. Why QSP? Because QSP does not show up anywhere else if I search for it, uh, right? So uh, QSP, QITB for ice to the brim, QFZ for fizzle, Q, uh, QBUTT for Barrett, QDICK uh, for, Bar- for Barrett also. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just like I threw that in. I couldn't help it. Uh, I was going to go to Corbett, and then I just started with a for B. Barrett as well. And I was like, I was like, oh, fine. That's awesome uh, for Barrett. It, it's, it sounds silly, uh, like a, oh, it's just some silly thing. But I can't. Tell, I mean, I've been doing. I've been using that system for about six years. So, and it is the most important thing because. And, and the, the truth is, so David Allen always says, you got to have a system that your brain trusts. You're going to find this thing when you need it. Right? That's what the keywords are so important for. Show me every QSP, every sparkline idea I have for a blog post. I can show you that in like six seconds flat and go through them. Maybe most of them are shite, right? But I have hundreds. I'm going to call your bluff. Go. All right. Evernote. 1,004, 1,005. Alt F QSP. Done. All a huge list. All right. All right. I feel like Barrett. What's did did he get it in under <laughs> under six? I, I think don't it was know. about seven. That was like six point seven, seven nine. Oh, there's a lot. That was pretty impressive. 195 notes found. Man, I feel like if your computer wasn't recording the podcast right now, it would have been even faster. Yeah. Right. But now there's a whole other thing here where now I have 195 notes of things that I probably haven't written about yet. So so each so that's the title you're using. For so normally the notes? it's like so. Here's uh um, uh, let me find a good one. Uh, QSP, my favorite learnings about learning. Okay. And, uh, I, I basically, it was just a, a note I started taking about things that I've been doing recently, like hand lettering, running, uh, learning about like successful YouTube channels and things like that. Just yep. th- like, like, what's it like to be a novice learning again? So the 195 that you're saying there are 
different those are all potential blog post ideas yeah and the title the qsp thing is just you're That's, tagging your title exactly. with that and, and as it, a code so anywhere, you can go search for it anywhere in the note just yep. so that i know that so that'll those show are in evernote and you send from drafts the mm-hmm. the ios just because it's it's right it's to evernote there. yeah and it goes direct to evernote yeah. and that way for example today when you were on your long run and you had to stop yeah. at starbucks to do a dirty deed yeah if you had come up with an idea yep. you could have another hey and another and i'll I, I this is a little bit off the beaten path but in the collection thing another thing that i've mentioned on the show before is this like memorization memorization technique of of placing things in physical spaces mm-hmm. so today on the run listening to an old uh, talk between merlin man and den benjamin on new year's resolutions because i listen to it every year um and there's something that he said that merlin said in there he's like jeff veen used to always have this quote he would say make the make the right thing the easy thing to do i said that to five minutes ago on this recording if mm. you go back because I, I, I only remembered that because I placed that. I knew that when I'd come home, my running basket that sits in my little cubby holder, I sound like I'm in fourth grade, uh, is going to be on the piano bench right there with all my crap in it. Because last night I pulled it out yep. and had got it all set up to make the, the right thing going on the run in the morning. The easy thing. The easy thing to do. So that was a place that reminded me of that sentiment. And I wanted to remember those words so I can go keep that quote in Ice to the Brim somewhere. Yep. Right? So placing those when i'm out on a run i'm not pulling out the phone because it's just like when i'm meditating and i have a great idea it's a discipline to not write it down okay uh and i could do a little bit just just a moment of like where where would this go and i'd put it there because it's a place that reminds me of this thing yeah then i walk by that place i remember the thing sometimes um that these are important okay this idea of collection yeah so if you had to sum this up yeah this whole this whole idea yeah regardless of the tactics but what would you say i would say your ideas are going to come to you and these are going to be probably some of the more original ideas that you could come up with and if you don't have a process and a system for collecting them and for finding them when you need them then you're you're forcing yourself to run uphill both ways right make the right thing the easy thing to do. Yep. The right thing is write what's inside of you. Bring your own unique perspective to a thing, yep. regardless of if it's going to be massive or not. Sometimes you just have to write these things. Yeah. And if you're collect it. And if you're me and you're not quite as slick with the system, yeah. you just email yourself anytime you have an yep. idea, and then later you deal with sorting it out, putting it where it needs to go. Yep. Yeah. So this is this is like literally a six year. I had one of my more popular videos on YouTube is me talking about a long time ago my Evernote uh, map uh, my, or my Evernote Evernote TextMate workflow or something like yep. that for blogging. And it's like how I collect these things. Yada yada. yada. Um, anyways, so I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'll stop. Uh, actually, I'll do one more one more thing uh, tip for me because it's sort of related and it's this idea of disciplined non writing times when you go on vacation for a week to someplace interesting and you explicitly don't allow yourself to write or even to collect ideas maybe even or even to whatever you will come back kind of like bursting at the seams sometimes yeah i don't know what the secret is of that but there's something of that like if you go in and spent a weekend in solitude and silence not saying a word you will come back out of that with things that you want to say all because you just you just time boxed yourself you gave your you put some boundaries up yeah that were a little bit uh fabricated and now you're on the other side going like dude I have so much to say. So that's just a, a, a little little thing. You, you don't have any good, good topic ideas? Go to Italy. That's a nice one. <laughs> I like that one. Was that just, you just had to throw a third one out I there? Just, uh, no, that's a, that's a discipline on writing. Go to travel and maybe uh, to Vienna. Uh, take your loved ones to the grocery store. Um, try a new roller coaster.
Save us, Barrett. What was the, uh, you said there was a blue cheese wedge salad you had cooking Yeah, so this is more of an anecdote. anecdote. I don't have like a system for Evernote to share with you. I do have a system for Evernote, but I'm not going to share it with you. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was helping my buddy out the other day here in Atlanta. He runs a site called yourwella.com, and it's an online financial advisor that he's launched to try and kind of take over the Southeast or whatever. And he was looking at how he can use content marketing to attract the right people to their service. So this is a very unique kind of thing because he's trying to attract people who are like 22 to 40, let's say, who don't have a ton of wealth amassed, but they have some money that they want to start investing to grow their wealth. So what we did was we started with, okay, what are the trigger points that would cause a person to go online to start looking for financial information to begin with? And we made this list of trigger points and he said, uh, getting married, buying a home, having Mm. a baby, uh, getting a raise looking for a new job, getting fired from an old job. And so he created this whole list of events in a person's life that would cause them to start looking for a solution to their Mm. wealth management. That's good. I know what this is about. This is jobs to be done. So then we said, okay, what would a truly great content strategy for this be uh, so that you could truly serve the people who are looking for solutions to these problems? So let's take getting married, for example. If you're a guy who wants to get married, the major obstacle between you and that is buying an expensive ass ring. There is What's exactly an ass? What's an ass ring. I know. What is an ass ring? An expensive ring. <laughs> so, uh, there's almost only one resource online that is truly helpful for a man who is trying to understand how to buy a ring. It's called BlueNile.com, and they sell uh, diamonds and engagement. Hi, rings. I'm Shane from the Shane Company. Their resources suck too. There's only one site that has content designed to educate a man about the one diamond purchase they're going to make in the next 10 years. And this represents an incredible opportunity for a company like Matt's who clearly appeals to the same kind of person to own that area of the internet. So what we did was said, okay, what would a series look like? He had just gotten engaged actually. So we said, okay, what was the decision process you went through and what were all the things you needed to learn during that process? So he's going to write like a seven post series that could then be bundled into an ebook later as a giveaway. And in doing that, he will have a complete solution for a man in his target market who wants to buy a wedding ring or an engagement ring rather. And he will become one of like two resources that are comprehensive on the internet. And so then we went through and did that for each of those trigger points. And now he's got this great content strategy and he might not be like passionate or extremely knowledgeable about any one of those topics, but each one of them, he can do research on them to attract the right people. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So what would you call that? Like a trigger points? Uh, yeah. I'd call it trigger sort points. Of- like what happens in a person's life that would cause them to come looking for you? Yep. That makes me think of another one, uh, four, this is number four, if you're counting, which is, um, uh, in the Stanford's D school, there's one of the, uh, the, the D stands for design. One of the processes and the exercises you can go through is creating a timeline of this person going from total newbie to total badass in this thing. So if it's playing guitar, right, where do you start with playing guitar? Well, probably you start getting interested in some music or something like that. Um, uh, well, let's, let's, let's fast forward to where like, okay, you decide 
to take guitar lessons, maybe. Or you start searching for guitar lessons on YouTube, which you can find a lot of. Maybe you already have a guitar and you need to find a guitar. You start looking for a beginner's guitar. All these sorts of things. All the way up to, you know, when they've learned their first Nirvana song. And I guess maybe the kids aren't learning that so much anymore. or they're, Whatever they're learning these days, right? All the way up to the to the end when they're like, you know, Pachelbel's Canon and D and then way even beyond that and all this other stuff, right? Um, making that timeline of... Uh, yeah, the timeline of learning, I guess, or of, of like milestones, watermarks in their learning journey mm-hmm. to become an expert in this thing. Now you have all of these stages that people go through, right? That are prote- that are great ideas for like what, you know, how, how to learn Pachelbel's Canon in D when you're still stuck on Nirvana's uh, heart-shaped box or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a great content idea. Content idea. Content. Miércoles, miércoles, miércoles. <laughs> content, content, content. The podcast. The blog. Este sábado. Este sábado, bloggers. Bloggers. Slowly teaching Spanish to the masses. The <laughs> Very slowly. Yeah. Very slowly. All right, Corbett. Uh, let's hear from you. So my, uh, one of my tips... Rich, you guys can decide if it's rich. Yeah, we will. If it's uh, hot or or neither. I don't know. Hot or, or not. not. Um, so, a really great way that I've found to come up with content ideas is to do, learn, or go. Meaning, uh, do new things that you've never done before. Learn new things that you've never done before, or go places you've never been before. Um, the reason is I, I think a lot of us try to, there's this quote, John LeCarts that, uh, a desk is a dangerous place from which to view the world. And I think a desk is also a difficult place from which to come up with really outstanding content or mm-hmm. really, really good ways to, to connect with other people. Um, a lot of the best ideas I've had always come from when you get out of your normal environment, go check out some other things, um, travel somewhere you've never been before. Um, take on some big audacious project or even some small project so that you're doing something new that you haven't done before or trying to learn something new. This comes up on almost every episode when we start talking. Usually something comes up that one of us has been learning that's new and we want to share what we've learned. Totally. Um, And it's just impossible to come up with really great content ideas if you're not doing anything new. If you're just kind of sitting there stagnant yourself and trying to come up with ideas to share with other people that are really going to resonate with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like a, when a lot of people get sort of stuck on not being able to come up with something, this is a really great way to get unstuck. Just pick something that you haven't, that you don't know how to do yep. or pick some place you've never been or um, pick some project that you've been wanting to do around your house or with friends mm-hmm. or maybe something big, maybe some big multi-year long project or something. Set some big, hairy, audacious goal. Mm. Um, B.H. Bahag. Bahag. (laughs) Big Hairy Audacious Gold. Hi, welcome to Bahag Limited, where we set your big hairies into audacious goals. So I know it might sound trite, maybe, to just say, like, go do stuff. but No, but the other side of that is, like, when you go do stuff, be observant. Don't just be the passive, like, wanderer. I mean, sometimes that's valuable, but... Pay attention to people. Watch the people moving around you. If you go to the grocery store, like look at how people interact with the layout of the store or notice advertising for products that you're attracted to. Like 
don't just passively go through life. If you're going to read a book, don't try and check the box on finishing the book. Engage with the book. Take notes on the book. Be there as you're reading it and actually think about ideas related to what's on the page. I think the thing that most people get into the habit of is they just go through the motions. And in doing that, you have zero new ideas. And so maybe it's trite, but I actually don't think there's rocket science to this thing. If you do new things and read new things and experience new people, you're going to come up with ideas along the way if you're engaged with the process. Yeah, because what, in my experience, it feels like I'm, I'm getting a different perspective on the world that I already live in. Like I'm, most of my life is lived in this one jar that's like the, the, my experience of the world. And then in certain situations, I'm, I'm stranded in some airport somewhere in some foreign country and I get stuck into some conversation with a weirdo that ends up being a really good way of getting the outside of the jar. And from that vantage point, I can actually look back into my world and see what, uh, what maybe, what blog post uh, I could write next that would be really interesting given the, the current experiences that, I've, that I'm having. Absolutely. Right? And I can't tell you how many times I've just had one of my friends, just like a buddy from college, make a comment to me. And then that sets something off in my brain that says, holy shit, that's a thing that people wonder about. And I know about that. And I took that for granted. I should mm-hmm. write about that. Yeah. I, um, I forget where I stumbled across it recently, but I mentioned it in a blog post. Um, this concept of whatever seems ordinary to you might be amazing to someone else. Yeah. Uh, and it was in, well, uh, that's what people are tweeting all the time with the Jeff Goins. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So Jeff, uh, that's right. Jeff mentioned mm-hmm. it in the interview. Um, and I think it was from Derek Sivers, actually the original quote. Um, and so this idea of doing new things and going new places, a lot of times you have gone places or done things in the past that you've just forgotten about. You filed it away, you know, that's over and done with. And so maybe sort of reliving that in your mind, maybe you don't actually have to go somewhere new, but if you can just kind of relive that thing that you went through, you know, that, um, what was it like to be a new dad, you know, and and to go through that whole process and what can you dig out of that experience? It's a lot easier to do it when it's fresh because it's exciting and new and it's top of mind and you can write about it, but sometimes you can dig it up and kind of retell that experience or maybe go through that process again. Probably you're not going to have a whole nother kid again, just to go through the process to tell people about it. But, um, if it was, you know, uh, building a model car and you want to tell people about it, well, you could redo that, you know, experience and this time be observant like Barrett was talking about. So you come up with some things to tell people. I like it. I like, you got another one right there waiting for us or you you have kind of a corollary to that. If that's okay. Okay. I think that on some, hold on, wait, corollary, you know, the, some of those words that you like, like you, you say all the, we did this last time. Yeah. Uh, or maybe, maybe what was the word? What was the word? Like? I can't remember. It was something with an I T E on the end. Oh, it needs to be said, by the way, a couple podcasts back, we were talking about what's that movie where it keeps clicking oh, right. over to the guy who's giving like business advice, like all Jim Rohn style yeah. in between things. The movie was Barrett, Jerry Maguire, Jerry Maguire. And so show me the money. Yeah. Who was the boss? That- uh, Dick, uh, something or other. I put the, uh, I'll find the link and I'll put it in the in the show notes. It is uh, okay. Get get onto your corollary. Good corollary. So it is get over yourself. And what I mean by that is just because you're not quote unquote passionate about a given topic, that doesn't mean you shouldn't write about it. And if that's the lens you view this stuff through, you're never going to come up with enough ideas to serve your audience. And so mm-hmm. instead of that. Be passionate about a belief you have about the way the world should change. And that sounds a little like woo-woo or whatever, but what I mean is we at Fizzle, we believe that people should be able to build businesses. 
And because we believe in that, because we're passionate about that idea, we're willing to write articles or respond to emails or coach people through the same process over and over and over, even though we might not be passionate about it in that minute, because it helps us embody that belief that we have about the world. And so you don't have to be uh, passionate about a given topic. You should be passionate about the change it helps your uh, audience create in their lives. I like that, Barrett. Get over yourself. Yeah, G O T. What? Uh, oh. G O Y. Um, okay, so uh, let's move on. That was six. Uh, here's number seven from me. Uh, instead, uh, look through the lens uh, of emotions. Okay, so write down on a piece of paper: fear, lust, greed, anger, uh, despair. Uh, these kinds of things, the emotions that, that that maybe you remember experiencing in your journey to get to where you are now. Like, so maybe, I don't know what your topic is. Let's say you're talk, talking about uh, plant-based lifestyle or something like that. You have to try to inhabit the feelings that you had when you were getting started. Uncertainty, uh, desire, uh, you, you're excited about this stuff, but you also didn't know where to start and you were searching and these sorts of things. Get into that headspace again and write about like like use that emotion to find topics where is the fear in your niche in your topic right so if it's the plant-based lifestyle like my fear is that i don't know how to cook very well okay and i won't know which things to buy at the supermarket and uh, this is like uncertainty and a fear about and like, i won't be able to go to dinner with my friends i'm afraid i'm not going to be full Right, I'm not going to be full enough, and I'm still going to resort resort back to like eating cereal at 10:30 at night. You know what I mean? Uh, I, going out to dinner with your friends. Look at see that the, all of those fears. Every one of those is a, is a is a topic to to help me understand and come to terms with. Or it's one post about all the things that I was afraid of when I turned to my plant based diet and how I totally smash the the fear in the face right Mm -hmm. and then you get each one of those things it's a great it's a great idea right so looking through the lens of the emotion i mean even if it's just even if it's even it's just looking through the lens of fear at your industry or at your topic but also excitement um things like that uh can be a helpful way to just find to, to, to find ideas because again you're coming you're making it a research project instead of like this is the world i live in you're trying to come at it through another lens mm-hmm. you know of so okay if i was a, if i was in a lab coat with a clipboard here and i was looking for these emotions i was looking for fear i was looking for joy and elation i was looking for where do those things happen what's the scene what's the setting of that scene right the fear thing i'm staring at the produce aisle just going like I don't, I don't know. Like, is it baby cabbage or should I get bok choy or I don't know. Right. I'm unprepared. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to screw this thing up. Right. So that's uh that's number seven from me is look through the lens of emotion. I love it. Barrett, what's up next? I actually don't have one. What? Whoa. No, I'll come up with one. So I've got a, a magazine sitting right here next to my computer. It's a brand new magazine actually. And actually, some fizzle listeners might like it. It's called Conscious Company. And uh, first edition just came out. They launched recently, and they're highlighting um, companies who have like a mission behind them or who have some social cause that they're supporting in the process of doing business. So like Whole Foods was highlighted in, in this one, New Belgium Brewing, uh, companies like that. And I love it 
And what I love about magazines, and y'all made fun of me last time we were together in person for having physical magazines in my hand. But what I love about a magazine is that you could go to fastcompany.com and you could browse all day long and you would never be done. But when you have the physical copy of Fast Company in your hand, it's an embodiment of somebody's viewpoint on what you should know about based on their view of the world. And it's curated and it's finite. And I like that a lot. And if you read, the way I read magazines is I go to the table of contents and before I ever get to like the articles, I circle the articles I want to read based on what seems interesting to me from the headlines. In the magazine? Yep. And then I tear the table of contents out and I only read those articles. So that way I don't feel obligated to read the whole thing cover to cover. I only read the ones that are interesting to me. And in doing that, I learned so much and I have so many ideas about how we can change Mm. fizzle, about side projects I can take on, about articles I can write. And I think if you do that, and again, you're engaged with the process, you're going to have pages of ads that you ripped out covered in notes for things you can write about. Hmm. I like yeah. it. I, I'm getting a little bit of a, a theme here, which is that ideas aren't just going to come from like staring within your own brain. Yeah. I mean, they're in there, yeah. but you got to knock them loose somehow, yep. mm-hmm. you know? You do. Yeah. And, and you'd have to experience something new, new stimulus, you yeah. know, in order to do that. Um, all right. I've got, uh, let's see here. I've got another one, which is try writing every day for X number of days. Hmm. Just get in that process of um, not feeling like your idea has to be the greatest idea ever. Just put something on the page and do it every day for 10 days or 30 days yeah. or a year or whatever you want to commit to. Yeah. But that process of writing every day, that's going to, that this, this whole thing of like coming up with ideas, it's, it's kind of like creativity. It's a muscle that you have to work totally. out. And the more you use it, the stronger it's going to become. And so sometimes not being able to come up with ideas is probably just that you don't have enough experience of going through that whole process from, duh, what do I write about, to trying all these different things that we're talking about now to putting something on the paper. I like that. Here's a quick one. Google autocomplete. Mm. Yeah. How to... What what does it fill in? Or uh, just like say you're in a... uh, you know, the industry of like mu- musicians, independent, like so, so, uh, Wampler pedals, yep. right? Uh, you type in, you know, guitar, does- guitar pedal. And what else? Yeah. <laughs> what else happens? Yeah. What happens in Google? It autocompletes something. What is it? <laughs> Normally, it's like something like guitar pedal. Why is there a rash on my sphincter? <laughs> oh, Lord. I think it's usually a little. A little more direct than that. And so I started writing about sphincters, uh, and that's uh, what led to my success. No, but if you said, like, how do I connect my guitar pedal to see what it says next? Whoa. Or why does my guitar pedal, and then see what happens. Yep. Uh, see, let's see right now, Chase. Uh, Ready? Okay, hold on. Go. Why does my guitar, why does my guitar buzz, sound bad, go out of tune, shock me, pedal, buzz, or hum? Yeah, there right? you go. Boom. Boom. Boom idea Boom. right there. I missed out on that <laughs> I one, don't guys. know. I don't know. I don't know why you have to cuss so much. Um, but yeah, actually, actually, this is funny to do it live like that. I was so exhilarated. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Do it live. <laughs> do it live. So that was number 10. Let's keep going. I got a bunch. What do you got, Barrett? Uh, I had one and then you made the joke right, about sphincters. Corbett, what's yours? What's yours? <laughs> All right. Another one is to simply answer reader questions. You get, Uh-oh. you collect reader questions by asking asking for them yeah. whenever somebody signs up for your email list or at the end of a blog post ask what kind of questions do you have yeah. and then just answer questions as ideas for blog posts that that can be gold yeah. in fact one of the uh, most popular posts i ever wrote write epic 
if you read the um, first few paragraphs of that, it's basically a response to a reader who wrote in and said, why don't you write about more traffic generating ideas? And um, I had something to get off my chest about it. So that's how that post came out. I like that. I got another that's one. That's a good, great idea. Let's hear it. Uh, when I was in New York recently, I had dinner with a mutual friend of ours named Richard Bimke. He's got a couple posts on the spark line and he was saying his latest uh, conversational technique was to ask random strangers what the worst thing that happened to them that week was. And he said, in doing that, if they didn't like run off immediately, it immediately put them on a different level of rapport than just striking up a conversation with a total stranger because that person had to open up and share something that was wrong in their life immediately. And then it led him to really interesting conversation uh, over the course of whatever, half hour, 15 minutes, however long it was. And I think if you asked a question like that to more people, or one I like asking is, what are you excited about right now? Instead of like, what do you do? You really start to get what people or what's on people's minds. And if you are targeted with that, so let's say you ask some people out to lunch who are in your audience or who you would like to be in your audience, and you ask them some open-ended questions like that, you would start to get inside their psychology a little bit, which I think might again, knock some of these ideas loose in your own conscience. So what would you what would you call that? I just wrote down, you know, what's the worst thing that happened to you this week, which is a great question. Another thing that I have in, in Evernote, Q questions. Because powerful questions like that are just, they're interesting. Mm-hmm. I, got, I got a whole collection. I think it's perfect. Ask powerful questions. Ask better questions when you're talking to people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ask powerful questions. I like that one. Um, listen, going back to Corbett's number 11, answer readers' questions. I guess a little tag on that. Maybe I'll just make it uh, number 12. Um, and push Barrett's to thirteen is uh, the 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 old the the, the old email trick, right? Anytime the the, the D Halpern sort of what are you struggling with, uh, which kind of combines these two: asking readers questions and asking powerful questions more often, which is thirteen. This one is like anytime someone signs up for your email uh, thing, you, you you get a little email notification from Mailchimp or whatever saying, "Hey, Bob Gunderson at Gunderson.biz signed up for your email address." You click that link, you send them an email that says, "Hey, Bob, thanks so much for signing up. This is my email in case you ever need to get in touch with me." What? Quick question: What's one thing you're struggling with right now as a uh, guitar pedal enthusiast, as a green smoothie? Uh, 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 want want to be or whatever right you i like to try to narrow it a little bit yep um according to your niche and just just here what what would it be what do people say so that's that that is i mean every person that signs up now i'm starting to stop doing it on on my you don't have to do it forever but in the beginning you know people crave feedback and they don't get it because they have comments at the end of their blog posts or podcasts or whatever and they just don't get any responses because it's kind of that um chicken and the egg problem, right? If you don't yeah. have any comments, how do you get any comments? Because people are kind of afraid to leave one if there are none there. Um, ask, this technique is one of the most reliable ways to get feedback from people, assuming, of course, that you're able to get people on your email list. And if you're not able to do that, then, well, you're just uh, up sh- without a paddle. You're up, You're well, you're, you're certainly fishing, but I don't know if you're, uh, what you're fishing for is, is mm. what, what tends to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, okay, so that's three the ask question type things. So I, it's a little liberal uh, in terms of giving them different numbers, but we'll see. We're going for quantity, not quality here, right? Uh, maybe not. Here's, here's one. Help me think this one through. I got an idea uh, because it makes a lot of sense. The, um, just designing a sort of, um, uh, an interesting, uh, and designing an experiment, right? But doing it like with, with your content saying, I'm going to do 12 posts, uh, in the next six weeks. 
Every Tuesday and every Thursday, I'm doing another one, all on this topic, you know, this one topic. And so what you have built in here is this need to be making the things and a sort of sense of this is a project, this is a series, it's a thing that's going on right now. So what we're doing is we're we're leveraging the real-timeness of this conversation. Because mm. then what we're doing is we're asking, at, basically every post that you write there around this topic, like guitar pedals or uh, being plant-based living or being a ballerina or whatever, uh, somehow, you, you're not just talking about, don't just talk about guitar pedals, talk about, uh, you know, guitar pedals humming, right? Why, why, why does my... Why does my guitar have that hum coming through the thing? There, you, got, you devise, <laughs> you devise twelve or maybe six or three or whatever. I don't know. Just some something where, and everybody who lands on any one of these posts knows it's one of twelve yeah. or five or nine, right? And then you're what you're doing is you're just you're you're fabricating momentum, right? Simply by nature of the fact that this typically static thing a blog post that I landed on by searching now, for, you know, why does series now it's a series and I'm in the middle of it, especially people who read your site and yada, yada, yada. And people who are following on social networks, they realize that this is going on. And so even if you only get engagement from three or five more people or 200 or 250,000 more people, yep. it's just that time, like bringing time in, uh, and leveraging right nowness, the real timeness of it can, not only take the pressure off of you because you don't have to have 12 pieces of epic content to do this. The, the, the whole thing put together is epic. Yep. And the, the specialness of the relationship of the visitor to the content is determined by the real time that, mm. they, that it's just happening in, right? So here's uh, one thing about the guitar home th- hum thing. Yada, yada. Have you tried this? What have you tried? What's the most frustrating thing for you about hum with guitar? So imagine, what if you, what if you had fifth, uh, you, you're doing, say, let's say you did six posts. You're planning on doing six part series on this and you just create six questions that you want to ask people about guitar hum. This forces you to get specific as well. Because there's one thing to go, like, everybody struggles with guitar hum. But now we can talk about, are we, ta- are we dealing with battery-powered pedals? Are we dealing with pedals that are plugged into the wall? What's the cables that we're lo- working with? Are we, get- we got humbucker uh, pickups or single-coil pickups? What are we working with? What's your amp like? Have you, do you understand like the electricity and how this works in your house or in your studio or whatever you're talking about? All of these things end up being really important. So if you write a post potentially on pickup style and guitar pedal hum, that's a lot more... St- uh, uh, clear and concrete than guitar pedal hum. Mm-hmm. And you might get a completely different sort of reaction totally. and outcome to that. Got it. Nailed it. I got one here, All right. which is similar to the magazine one, but take a Saturday or a full day you can set aside and read every post on a single author blog. Mm. That sounds like quite a chore, but like if you took the Sparkline, for example, you could definitely read every post in our archives in one day if that were your only thing to do. And I think what would be interesting about this is seeing the development of the content over time and seeing the different ways they've covered topics, maybe the same topic, different ways or expounding on a topic as their audience grew. Or if you start at the beginning and you get to the end and you see they really kind of morph their direction of the site over time, presumably to fit their audience. I think you would learn a lot and gain a ton of confidence by doing that. That's a great idea. Yeah, I like and it. Don't you how, would you, how would you summarize that, Barrett? Um, read the body of work of a single author blog. Got it. From start to finish. That's a good one. All right. Uh, yeah, let's go rapid fire yeah. here. Barrett, how much, how much time do we have before you got a sports ball? Yeah, like uh, eight minutes. Okay, eight minutes. Rapid fire. All right. Next one for me. Get personal. 
Uh, and there are a couple of ways you can do this. Sounds like a tip from The View. <laughs> hey, are you struggling with your weight or something? Here's a trick. Get personal. Mm, like a, mm. We'll have more right after the break. <laughs> exactly. Okay, what do you mean by this? There's two ways you can do this. Um, the first way is to reveal things about yourself, to get sort of uncomfortably personal about yourself on your site. Um, share the embarrassing bits, the touching bits, the traumatic bits that have happened to you. Um, there was a, a post I wrote called 33 things I've never told you before. And, uh, it kind of touched on a lot of things that I wanted to tell my audience, but for some reason I felt like it wasn't appropriate in the blog format. And, uh, I was really glad that I did that because it led to a lot of breakthroughs for me. Um, Chase, you've revealed really deep things that have happened <laughs> way, in your life. Way too many things. Way too many things. <laughs> And not everybody has to do this, but if you can pull it off, if you can, yeah. if you can stomach doing it, um, it can lead to some pretty interesting conversations with people because people are like, Oh my God, I didn't know that about you. And finally, you get beyond the surface level stuff that you've been writing about and people realize that there's more depth to you. There's more humanity. Yeah. Um, and they get to know you beyond your guitar pedal tips mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Um, the other way to do this is to talk to yourself publicly. So write blog posts to yourself. Hmm. So when you're when you're dwelling on something and you're trying to get past something, you probably have this little like self-talk going on. Just use that self-talk publicly yeah. and chances are there are other people out there who are really going to benefit yeah. from it. Yeah. Um and maybe there's something that you're just pissed about that you've been delaying for 2 years or something, hmm. you know? Like that motivation post that I wrote yeah. that like has the the greatest number of page views yeah. ever on our site. It came from just me feeling lazy for a week and finally I came out with this post to kind of kick myself in the ass. Yeah. Um so you know, write a post about stop being a little bitch or something to yourself. <laughs> to yourself. <laughs> I love your self talk. Hey, I got an idea. You wake up on a Wednesday morning feel like shit. Here's, here's an idea. Stop being such a little bitch. I don't know why you got to be such a little bitch. <laughs> oh god, that's great. I do agree okay. with that though. That's like my whole Twitter feed. It's just like me preaching to myself. Oh, it's effective. It's pre- preaching to somebody. Here's another one. Um, write, explore and experiment with different formats. Okay. Write a l- super long post, write a super short post, write one qu- paragraph that ends in a question that just is, uh, right. Do one that do a post just through a series of images. Okay. Uh, tell a story. Story. When you think of story, wh- how do you tell a story? Just think of and then. And then, and then, first I was like this, and then, start like this. This was something I've realized as a, tr- as a hack with my son. I could tell him, don't do that, 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 all the time. Get over here, Jeffrey, come on, Jeffrey, come here, you get over here now, don't do that. Too soon. Get off the shed. Too soon. <laughs> yeah. But uh, then, um, or I can go, this one time. I just, so I, that's how I like when I want my son to do something, I'll make up, I'll, I'll literally lie to him about this one time when I was a kid and I did the same thing that he was doing and I went blind. <laughs> Temporarily blind yeah. or something. I'm like, fine now, but man, that was a hard year. Yeah, it was tough. Uh, guess what? Guess you paid the price for it. Uh, your grandma, my mom. Oh, God. But no, but seriously, this one time. Yeah. You, and then you just stories start going. Are like faces. It's like one of those deep. It is. human it, it things is. that we connect with. Yeah, you're, you're done, done great on that. What else? You that got? was Rapid my next fire. one too. Was tell a story, but the way I'll frame this is: be a journalist instead of a teacher for a couple of posts. 
So if you were a journalist and you were telling the story about someone from your audience or about a company you admire or about a person who went on a journey from here to there that relates to your topic, those kinds of stories are really powerful. And oftentimes you don't even have to make a point because people see aspects of themselves in that story you're telling. And that can really attract a different kind of reader and a different type of writing for you. Yep. Um, the, another thing for me on story, your, tell your story. Look, go through, open up a brand new journal, call it your story journal, and go through and draw sketches of your home that you grew up in. Like just draw the blueprint of the home that you grew up in and, uh, and, and make notes on what happened where. Like I have a scar on my neck when I blew through the glass pane window in the backyard. It's like, I, don't, I only have memories of things I have scars from. Uh, that's a story that I could tell. Uh, collect all of these stories and start telling them. Or to, to look through the lens of your niche or topic, tell your story. You, you know, you could say that that timeline of going from novice to an expert, tell your version of that, your mm. specific version, your version. Like your own personal one of a kind yeah. special snowflake story. Yeah, doesn't have to. It, it, people will find the you know the in the unique you'll find the universal right. Um, so uh, tell your story. What was hard? What was easy? What you wish you would have known? All of these sorts of things. And then you could also like maybe make a huge outline of it. Oh, then I did this. Then I did this. And then I found that blog post and this, that, and the other. And now you've got a series of posts. Tune in next week. Where I'm going to share X, Y, and Z. Yep. Right. Um, that that's one. Another one that I have here is what about news in your industry? Like right now, like what's a, just one thing that that's going on in your industry that's news? Mm. Maybe it's someone else wrote a blog post and it's not really newsworthy, but you can say like this week this happened, and yet you just like report on the news in the industry and your your feelings about it one way or the other. Yeah, and we got a great yes. response to our current events episode. Yeah, yeah. let's do that again. Um, another one, I'm going to go really rapid fire on a handful of these. Okay. Curate and synthesize and summarize. Okay. What's the topic that you're talking about? What's the niche read five or three to five books on that. And then summarize what all of them say in one 10,000 foot view Mm. of this topic. Cause now what we're dealing with is not like, Oh, I don't know enough. You're taught just like the hack of being a journalist instead of a sort of memoirist, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, you're, you're, uh, talking about what they've taught, what they've said. Yeah. Instead of here's my take on all this, that, and the other. And now you get to use direct quotes. You get to mention, you get to cite your sources, but you're also providing a unique value in that you've done all the work of all these things and you're giving them a great summary sort of point of view thing on us. Yep. Or you find like maybe three really important pieces of, uh, or, or like of this topic that all of these books address and you have three different posts now on the differences between how these different books address that topic mm-hmm. or and but fundamentally you have a ton of confidence that you know how to walk around this topic I've got a related one let's hear it which is to get as close to the actual thing that happened as possible mm-hmm. there are these like layers of reporting that happens on anything mm-hmm. that's that's notable and most people operate at the level of hearsay. They yeah. overheard that this thing happened and then they they write vague thoughts about it. Other people maybe write about a blog post that they read on the topic. Yeah, Blog posts are written based on the book that they read about the topic. The book is written based on the people that they talked to who witnessed the thing that happened. Yeah. Yeah. So get as close as you possibly can. Bypass all of the stuff that's already been written about it and go talk to the actual yeah. people if you can. Follow the money. At least read the book, if not, you know, get 
even closer. More on on books here. Uh, we've mentioned on the show a few times the Amazon sort of two things to do with Amazon. First of all, you find the books that are about your your topic, right? It can be just a nice little research project just to find those. Look at their headlines. Look at their titles. Look at what are they what are they saying? Who are they by? What other right books have these people written? Right? What's in the bibliography? But specifically, kind of bear it to your point on the magazines is you look at the table of contents. Typically, a, 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 a this sometimes is a dud because a lot of books like will use like these silly tables of contents where it's like the problem, the the moment, dream, <laughs> sensations. You know what I mean? And it's just like okay, you know that's not helpful. But uh, at other times, like they're basically categorizing the learning path through this book, right, of becoming a badass in this theme or topic or whatever. So you look at the, you find the books and you look at the table of contents and you make notes on, you know, things that you see that are, are consistent across them. Also, though, you read three-star reviews on Amazon because what typically, the three-star reviews are the most intelligent reviews of all because there's someone saying like, yeah, it was pretty good. And here's what it missed, or here's what I wish it would have said, or here's what this other book did way better, or something like that. I love reading those three-star reviews. That's that's a big one. It also probably serves to get you to buy fewer things, because you're like, no, it's not so great. It, dude, I swear to God, it works so well. Because you see the product, and you you're don't like, think everything's your this is going to solve everything. Yeah. One more from me um, before uh, my final closing one. Uh, this is this. In social media, find the leaders and the influencers, Okay. The ones that you actually might even like. There's there's the difference between popularity and true thought leadership. Maybe try to find the true thought leaders or then look at what the popularity people are doing as well and just go through their streams. What are they talking about? And what seems to be more popular uh, of things? Like, so where are the conversation threads that they have or the ones that are massively favorited or, or retweeted and things like that? Um, that's my penultimate. I have one more to sort of close us out on. Two more here. Uh, Let's hear it, Barrett. The first one is subscribe or subscribe to help a reporter out for a couple weeks and look at the requests from reporters for the topics they're going to cover. I think that could be really interesting, especially if it's related to your topic in particular. Mm. And then the second one is develop your empathy muscle through conversations with your spouse or partner. In my experience, it's the very hardest to be empathetic to your partner at home because you see them so often and you think everything's fine. If you pay attention to the way they're feeling and ask them interesting questions and try and dig into what they're experiencing, I think you'll develop skills that apply across the spectrum to your audience or networking events or whatever else. Well, that's a bit, that's a bit shishi, but I'll let it stand. Okay, it's kind of uh, shishi. It's kind of shishi. It's a, but I like it. I, I was I'll add I'll add on it. I'll tag on it. Um, ask your spouse, partner, or friend what they think about guitar pedal hum or about uh, this, that, or the other. Uh, 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 Oftentimes, my wife has such an interesting perspective on things that she has no idea about, but she does because she sees that everyone's smile with her friend on Facebook or this, that, or the other. She just gets uh, that outside perspective that's so valuable. Like, what's what's it called, Barrett? You know, the the expert's dilemma or something like that. Yes, and a great Um, example of this... The curse of knowledge, right? A great example of this is the startup podcast when Alex Blumberg talks to his wife. And she just like says it like it is. And he's like, God, that hurt, but it's so true. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Um, uh, Okay. Any more from you? No, that's it. I'm tapped out. You're tapped out. All right. Here's one, one more little like sort of resource. I'm going to put in the table of, or in the uh, show notes here. It's this great thing that somebody put together called the periodic table of content marketing. Okay. So it's like a periodic table of elements, but you have all of these different 
uh, ingredients in your content market contents, right? And your pieces that you're writing and making and podcasting. One line is all the emotions. Another line is like the different kinds of topics or uh, formats of things. Is it, is it, is it an infographic? Is it a social media thing? Is it the X, Y, and Z? It's just helpful to look at those and just honestly throw three darts. Pick an emotion, pick a format, and pick another sort of thing. Mad lives. And you just and like just give yourself the exercise of writing it. That's the thing. You're behaving like you need to be the world's most inspired content marketer, and you do not. You need to be diligent and you need to be empathetic and human. And your voice will come through. Like Kurt Vonnegut says, find a topic that you really care about because it's your really deep, intuitive care about that topic and not your games with language, not your silly damn headlines, not your numbers and your titles and your, or your things like this that we all know is like, oh, this is the best practice. It's your real, true, unadulterated uh, care for this topic and for the people who are interested in this thing that will shine through and that's what's going to make you i i i am on i am unashamed and unabashed with saying that's what's going to make you successful you can be super successful in a lot of other stuff by being way smarter and way more cute with language but you uh, you're still way you're going to burn out you're 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 still in danger right so the thing is for me, and in, in the closing, that this this periodic table of, uh, of content marketing is interesting because you get to bring your humanity, your your uniqueness, your story to these formulas, and now you have some work to do. And if you could treat it like research, if you could treat it like an experiment, if you could treat it like discovering some things about your audience, about your niche, about these sorts of things, then you're on the right path. Because here's the truth: you are serving a market that has literally never existed before. Your niche is brand new because you're talking to a certain subset of people that have reached a certain age and they have never been there before and the timing has never happened such that, you know, you're talking to them after the Serial podcast came out. You're talking to them when and Obama's in his second uh, term as president, right? You're talking to them and all of these different things. The world is constantly changing and evolving and everything that has happened before is no longer like relevant to what's right now and what's happening. Every case study is, is a relic right? So you get to blaze your own trail. And these 26 tactics, 27, I guess, including the periodic table of content marketing are just ideas to help you express yourself into that market and into that niche and around your topic and really make something that people will want, that people will, will be glad to have, that people will say thank you for. And that's all we're talking about is solving, solving somebody's problem and making something that, that, that you're very, very, very capable of doing if you can get out of your head and stop being your own worst nightmare about this stuff. I have been Chase Wardman Reeves. Quit being a little. <laughs> I've been Corbett. Quit being a little. I've been Corbett. Little bar. <laughs> I've been Baird Brooks. <laughs> I'll see you there. I'll see you in another time. There you have it. Uh, got a great show notes for you on this one, okay? Fizzleshow.co slash 88 is where you're going to find the whole list, all 27 of the ideas written out for you to copy and paste along with the links and things like that. So uh, head over to fizzleshow.co slash 88 and... Uh, and get it for yourself. Also, while you're there, sign up for the email list. What do you get to lose? We're If you're not on that thing, we're going to send you an email a week that this is going to uh, connect you to interesting ideas to help you make your great greatest work possible. I mean, 
You literally have nothing to lose. We write uh, the good things. So we, uh, we're knocking ideas loose from our head as well. Listen, the re- here's the from, from the rest of that intro uh, where we're vehicles. Aloha Chrissy from Switzerland uh, writes her review. She says, you don't get answers, you get detours, which leave you scratching your head because in the end, actually, you find the answers were somewhere in there. So I, uh, it's sort of, she gave us five stars, so it sounds like she likes it. Uh, though it's sort of an ambiguous review, but I like it. Thank you, Chrissy. Aloha, Chrissy, for your, uh, for your review. You know, our goal here is to help you build the best the best stuff you can. All right, yeah, we want. I, I, that's like kind of my personal goal uh, is to. I want. I want you. If you're a listener to the show, if you're a member of Fizzle, if you're, if you're one of these artist entrepreneur types, I want you to make your best. I want you to be proud of your work. I want you to make the best possible work that you can. I don't know what that feels like. I, I don't know if I ever do that, but it's something to aim at, and uh, uh, that's what our goal here is. And if you can leave us a review in iTunes, it'll help us connect to more entrepreneurs. Uh, to help them do that thing, uh, so if you if you can if you can do it, open up iTunes, open up the iTunes Store, search for Fizzle, write us a quick review, or just share your favorite episode uh, with with a friend. Uh, this episode's a good one. Also, the one just uh, uh, the uh, what is it, eighty six, but reverse engineering, massively shareable content. That was a, that's a really good post. That's the again the the prequel to this one. That'll be in the show notes, or you can go to fizzleshow.co slash eighty six if you haven't heard that one. Okay, I'll leave you with this. Uh, I got to see this really great thing in a theater in L.A. Uh, this week. Uh, there's a pastor called Rob Bell, and he's sort of a, uh, a scandalous figure for a lot of people. I, never for me. I, I've always liked him. And a comedian called uh, Pete Holmes, another guy who's just, I just, I love, I, I can't get enough of him. And they both teamed up together to do this sort of, uh, just a great uh, evening together uh, of, uh, I don't know of, of comedy basically of comedy of meaningful comedy it felt great it was a great great thing but one of the things that Rob Bell said that really stuck stuck to my ribs was this he says whatever you're doing throw yourself completely into it and surrender yourself to the outcome find care take care serve hard and dig in thanks I'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday <laughs>